0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> Ryan is sitting down. It feels more authentic this way, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It's just natural. It's like Ryan's in his natural habitat when we catch him sitting down. We don't want to be too clean here, too perfect. It's impossible for us to be perfect, or at well, least not... for me to be perfect.
1: Ah, and, and you caught me not being perfect, so there we go.
0: Yeah. Hey, folks, uh, if you're tuned in because you're excited about Mandalorian's Katie Sackhoff, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Sincerely may not sound sincere, but I'm very sincere. But please uh, subscribe and and, um, stick around for other guests. Uh, You know, I noticed we get a huge jump on certain guests and then some people decide to leave. But you'd hope that they like the interview enough that they go, hey, I'll give this guy a chance.
1: Right. That's what that's
0: what the goal is. That's the hope. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping for that. So anybody who's a Katie Sackhoff fan, including me, including Ryan, will stick around and subscribe. And where uh, can they subscribe on YouTube? Uh,
1: YouTube.com slash Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum is the one. Inside
0: then, of You. With. With Michael Rosenbaum. That's you. What, what, what is it again in the beginning? YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash Inside, inside of, you. of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Right. And then on uh, you can subscribe on Apple. And please leave a review. Mm -hmm. It helps the algorithm and all that stuff. I'm not going to just dwell on it, but if you could just do that, it takes 10 seconds to write a review if you like the show. Um, What are the handles here on social?
1: Well, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook.
0: That's right. Uh And uh, the new band Sunspin is out. Um, Our album's coming out, and uh, we're very excited. I just played a few songs for you, and you were, I think, surprised. A
1: couple. Yeah, I mean, because I've heard them in all stages, and so it's always nice to hear the full product mastered version and uh, um yeah i was a big fan of your friend blake lewis yeah he's, in, uh,
0: in fact um buck wild uh, i could play a little something here <laughs> this is called barrel of the gun this is the uh chorus
1: Is trumpet? Oh yeah.
0: Uh, we're really excited about this. We just had it mastered and uh, had a lot of great performers on the uh, on the album. A lot of great musicians. I'm directing the "Summertime Neighbor" video. That's a song on the album. Uh-huh. We're directing that socially distance on Sunday. Um, we're really excited. The 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 uh, please follow us. The handles are at Sunspin Band on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the new website has tons of merch like lunch boxes and places to book the band and Zoom and all that stuff. Um, and that is just sunspin.com, sunspin.com. So we'd love to support, and we're playing a big show on Stage It so you can watch from the comforts of your own home on January 30th, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Two shows, Saturday, January 30th. Go to stageit.com and type in sunspin and support us. Be part of the big family and uh, follow us on there. So sunspin, sunspin.com. Um, yeah and i'm also doing those cameo videos they're doing like the, the live you could actually they're like zoom so I'm, I'm actually talking to people on cameo now it's not just me leaving a message oh, it's nice. pretty neat i actually like it i i reserve a like a a spot like on wednesday or a thursday from like 6 to six thirty, and i just talk to people for you know whatever and, mm-hmm. and it's a blast some people ask me questions like this girl michelle michelle king hi she asked me trivia questions oh. and it's fun i have a good time well great yeah. And also join uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash inside of you and uh, become a part of the Patreon family, the patron family. Um, so many great tiers of like, uh, some folks get merch every couple months. Some people get to ask questions to the guests, shit talking questions to the guests. Um, private uh, YouTube live where I play live concerts just for you and get you. It's like a request line. It's a lot of fun uh very excited about today's show. I want to thank my former guests uh tom welling the the episode just crushed and uh it was uh, really excited Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters what a great episode that was If you get a chance to listen to it, please listen to it. You're going to love it. you learn so much and uh it was touching it was fun and I didn't know ernie at all and uh i want I want to be a son after that <laughs> why don't we just get into i you know I've been friends with her. You've seen her in Battlestar Galactic. You've seen her in many other shows. But this Mandalorian really was the is a role that is probably the most famous, the biggest role she'll probably get, right?
1: It's really good. It was really cool. I what mean, What an I,
0: integral part, too, oh yeah. that she has. I mean, I finally watched all the episodes after talking to her, and I was blown away by the, the role that she has yeah. in the Mandalorian. So... Uh, she's a wonderful actress, a wonderful woman, and uh, thank you. I want to thank you right now, Katie, for um, doing the podcast. And le- without further ado, let's get inside of Katie Sackoff. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. You're not married. You have a fiancé? Not
2: married yet. We are waiting for our visa from the American government to come
0: through. Oh, so he's not an American? No. Where's What's his name? Robin. Robin? Robin.
2: Yeah.
0: You've been dating a while, right? We have been. Is he there? I mean, it just feels like you're looking over like... Do you care that I said I'm not wearing a bra, Robin? Is everything okay?
2: (laughs) No, literally, he just before I was like getting to ready to do this. He's like pulling at. He calls these my fluffs. Your fluffs. He was like, your fluffs are on point, babe. You may want (laughs) to.
0: What? (laughs) What is that? What? Where is he from?
2: He is from a small town in the interior of British Columbia.
0: Oh, okay. So he doesn't have an accent, really.
2: No, Okay. he's not. I was like, he's not that
0: foreign. (laughs) Not that foreign. I thought you were, because he was like, your fluffs. I was imagining him talking, your fluffs are fluffy.
2: Uh, But he's not. he's not not that foreign. He just says your fluffs are um, a little, they're going a little crazy A.
0: Right. Is that your Christmas tree behind you? The one that's about uh, one foot long over your right shoulder?
2: (laughs) I am surrounded by... Boxes right now. I literally that. am surrounded by boxes. So is, yeah, um, it's crazy.
0: It's stressful, isn't it?
2: Uh, it is stressful, and it's like you know, Robin and I, we we really decided to test our relationship this this quarantine. Um, <laughs> I think that the moment we started dating, practically, we were renovating a house together. Um, renovating a house we work together we live together like you know it's um it's it's pretty crazy the fact that we're still together we were doing our prenup and the the lawyer said that she was (laughs) she was happy that we were still getting married because we were the only ones
0: (laughs) prenup like so you know usually people don't talk about prenups like uh in fact i've talked to therapists of mine and you know if you're dating a girl or a guy or whatever you you think you know, shouldn't I protect myself or protect us both? And how do you sort of talk about prenups? Do you, you know, and wh- one of my thoughts was, look, I'm not saying I'm going to fall out of love with you. I'm I'm protecting myself because most likely you are going to fall out of love with me. So this is why we're doing this. I'm confident this will last for eternity, but what is what Who brought it up and, and, and how do you do that?
2: So the, the reason, you know, you always enter into a relationship anticipating it's going to last forever. I, I think that that would be ridiculous to do, to do so if you had any other thought in your mind. Um, but you have to protect yourself. And so for me, it's not, it's not even about protecting myself or him protecting himself. It's about, you know, my, my parents have worked incredibly hard and they're both very self-made and they've done very well for themselves in the development and real estate market in Portland. And a lot of that stuff is left to my brother and my sister and all of their grandchildren. And that stuff needs to be protected um, because it's not about me. It's about, um, it's about, it's about my brother and sister and and my nieces and nephews.
0: Good angle. What a great angle to say, listen, this isn't even about me. This is about my folks, and I. Well, it, 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 it is. It, it, no, I know, but like that's a good way yeah. to a good segue.
2: It's true, though, and then you've got to do weird things, like you've got, you know, you're like, I've got eggs in storage, like all of these things that you've you've actually got to talk about because, you know, is is I think that people sometimes they forget that marriage, and I know this sounds awful. marriage is a, is a business deal. It really is. It's the the coming together of, of two companies rather. Um, and you have to be pragmatic about things. You can, you can be as romantic as you want to be. I love this man more than anything in in the world. And, and I firmly believe we're going to be together forever. Um, but you also have to understand that it's not just about you sometimes, you know? Um, and I think that, that, I don't know. I just think it's smart.
0: Where did you meet Robin?
2: We met at work.
0: Of course. What which, What? movie?
2: Yeah, no, we met on Another Life.
0: And I was just going to say, Another Life with Justin Chatwin.
2: Yeah, with Chatwin. So yeah, you we met. there.
0: So was it the first day where you're like, I don't know if you're doing a table read or I don't know if you're on set and there's this guy that walks in and you're like, whoa, I'm attracted to that guy. And he looks at you and all of a sudden it's early. And you're like, well, I don't have many scenes with him, so we can kind of fuck around. I mean, what is it?
2: He's not an actor. So like, whoa,
0: did he direct it?
2: um, No, no. So Robin um, is a writer um, and one of his friends worked in the production office and he was looking for a way to sort of like get back into the film industry. And so he took a low level position on our production to sort of like get himself out of managing a bar and writing during the day it was a cycle that he wasn't excited about he was working all night and trying to write during the day it was just not the healthiest thing so he took this job to have a normal life and normal hours and you know we met and i had nine months before gotten out of a relationship that ended so terribly And I had just gotten to a point where I'd gone through therapy and I've accepted like my part in it. That was
0: the Star Trek guy, right?
2: Yeah. We, we won't <laughs> yeah. have to get
0: in there. What Yeah. was what's his name? I forgot. Uh, not,
2: Carl. Carl. Yeah. Carl,
0: right, right. So just, yeah, whatever, whatever. It just, it just didn't end great. Relationships mostly don't.
2: It didn't end great. You know what's funny? It's, 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 um, well, we didn't just talk about it, but, um, <laughs> so it had taken me a long time to get to a point where I was like, whew, all right. And I truly thought that this guy was gonna be a rebound. Um, because I was finally ready to, I was looking at men again, like for the first time in like nine months. I was like, oh, he is cute. He's cute. Right. Um, feels good. I, I really thought that I was protecting myself because he's 10 years younger than me. And I was like,
0: So he's 10?
2: <laughs> Could you what,
0: imagine? What the-
2: no, Michael, he's
0: 18. Oh, 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 you're 28? Holy. Okay, I get that. But, you know, the, the thing I keep thinking about is is he moving boxes on set? Is he saying, Excuse me, uh, ma'am, I'm just trying to move the cables out here? And you're like, Oh, God, no. he's got great feet. What What, what was no. it?
2: He, he was a production assistant. And, and he, you know, he was just, we just became like best friends. And, like, I love this. We really, really got to know each other on a deeper level. Um, and that was all it was. And then when production was over, I just remember thinking myself, I kept saying to my mother, like repeatedly, this guy's going to make some woman so happy one day. He is the most amazing person I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. And I just kept saying that he's just so smart. He's so kind. Like, he's just like everything. He's amazing. Wow. He's going to make some woman so happy. And my mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? (laughs) And she was like, um, and I was like, oh no, he's 10 years younger than me. And She was like, I don't understand what is wrong with you, child.
0: Wow. So mom was a cheerleader.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that my mom was finally, um, she saw someone that treated me well. And, and, um, and that was, that was new. (laughs)
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, I think that she just went, Oh my God, this, this, this man is inherently kind. Like I've dated nice guys before. Like they're nice. They know how to put it on. They're nice. I've never met met a guy who's just innately fucking kind, Mm -hmm. you know? like just really kind. Um, and it yeah. still blows my mind. I wake up every morning and like pinch myself that I'm lucky enough to be loved by this person. It just blows my mind.
0: Did your mother afterwards say what's, what's age? What's this? Blah blah. He's so nice. He's going to make you happy. And then go, but definitely do the prenup. Cause it's our property." <laughs> <laughs> you, definitely, I mean, you definitely have to. <laughs> I know she didn't do that. Well, Come on.
2: It's funny. Is <laughs> that my parents have never in their minds, it was, it was always a it was a it was a thing it was this it was a thing with my brother and my sister and I that if if and when we any of us got married it was a non-negotiable or everything was going to be pulled out of your name it was like it was not this is not a like we highly recommend this is a you will do this or you know (laughs) we'll have to protect ourselves in other ways
0: right I I I will say this I I known you for a long time but I haven't like you know we've never been close we're kind of like just friendly and there was something just yeah. nice and we just like, you know, it was just a nice rapport, you know, everybody in Hollywood are friends, but I, I really like it. Like somebody says, Katie, I'm like, Oh man, she's the best. And you really are a, a wonderful person. You could tell when you meet you, you tell when you meet you, whatever. <laughs> You're just like, there's just something like, again, innately good about you. And it's nice that you feel the same way about the, the man you, you fell in love with. And well, it's true. And I, it, you know, when I look at your, like your life, your career, and I'm like, there's certain people I look at and go, God, that person doesn't stop working, but you not only do you not stop working. It's more than that. It's more than you don't stop working hard. You don't stop. You just keep whatever you're in, you're busting your ass and want to be the best you are. And so like this break that you just had with Mandalorian, you know, and I know everybody's talking about it and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, everybody wants to talk to me now. You know, that's how I feel. Whenever you get something like, Oh, Michael, what are you? I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you're like, yeah, I'm available.
1: Overnight
0: success. I mean, and you're not an overnight success. You've been pounding the pavement for a long time. And so it's just really cool that you're doing something. I mean, you've done great work and things that you get excited about. But I know from talking to you that, you know, Star Wars is, is part of, I mean, it's beyond pop culture. It's like omnipresent. It's everywhere you look. It's just, Mm. if my agent called and said, so you got Star Wars. You are going to do Star Wars. I mean, I, I honestly, I am not kidding. If I never worked again, that'd be fine. If I did Star Wars, yeah, if somebody right. said Spielberg's putting you in a movie, and they said that this is the last time you'll ever act, fine, I am in. Fine. If yeah, you are going to work perfect. with De Niro, I am done. <laughs> it's so been a good run. <laughs> did you audition for this? Because an audition alone to me would be a pretty big feat.
2: Pretty big, right? No, I, I didn't. So, so here is the crazy thing: is that I, when I was a little kid. I idolized male action stars because there were not a lot of female ones in the 80s. Um, I mean, we had the Sigourney Weavers and we had the, you know, the Linda Hamiltons and the Lucy Lawlesses, but we also had Princess Leia, who was smart and feisty and gorgeous and um, a ballbuster and capable and caring and like so well rounded um, and so. From a young age, I loved Star Wars. I mean, it was, I, I always joked that I, when I first moved to, to California, I said to my agent, now look, there's only one thing I'll always do. If they call me to be a rock in a Star Wars movie, just say yes, I'll be a rock. That's all, I mean, just to be in this world. Um, and so when Dave Filoni, when, they, when the offer came in about, more than 10 years now to do the voice of Bo-Katan. In
0: right, Clone, Clone Wars. Wars, yeah.
2: Um, I jumped, like I didn't even, it, it wasn't even like I think twice. It was like, of course I'll do that, that's amazing. A, a female Mandalorian warrior? Um, a hello, of course. <laughs> and I remember multiple times as we were sort of doing this, Dave and I joking about, you know, <laughs> one day um, if this happens, you know, she could exist in these worlds, you know? And I just kept sort of saying tongue in cheek things like that because I honestly was just taking the piss. I never, like you see amazing things and, and, and I'm not going to say that amazing things haven't happened in my career. I've had such a beautiful career. I work my ass off, um, but I have had a beautiful career and there have been great things. But you see, I've seen people around me get that big, huge, massive thing, you know, and you go, wow, so proud of them. So excited for them. It's amazing. Cause if it happens to someone else, there's still hope, right. But it can happen to, to you, but it's never happened to me. Like it never, like that big, huge thing had never happened. So I always joked with him just thinking, of course, they'll recast it. They'll probably hire Scarlett Johansson or something like that. Um, but when Mandalorian came out and I saw him at um, a at, uh, celebration, I made a joke about, you know, Bogotan, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I said, you know, I've been playing characters like this for 15 years, buddy. <laughs> um, and I never, I, I never really thought it would happen. Um, I was just sort of joking.
0: Well, let me ask you this before I, I want you to finish this because I love it. Yeah. But what I think of is name one actor who has mm. played the animated version of a character and then the live action. I I haven't. I've never played Lex Luthor animated. I've never played Flash live action. In fact, yeah. Lex Luthor has been recast in in many ways. I haven't been considered. I'm not angry. Probably am, but was or. But anyway yeah so this is I, I can't name one so the fact that you were boca raton i'm just kidding i know florida it's a it's a phase know, it phase kind of two phase boca two boca raton. <laughs> but um playing boca tan <laughs> as the voice and then playing getting the live action it's just no it's unheard of they never do it no one has a because no one thinks outside the box no one thinks it's not even outside the box no one thinks inside the box no one just goes of yeah. course look at this actress but anyway, but continue.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think sometimes they think that if you hit the nail on the head, um, it was too easy and it wasn't inspired enough for some reason. Um, so they try to think outside of the box so much so um, that they sometimes get it wrong, I guess. And they sometimes get it right. Um, but yeah, it was this moment where I was always just joking. And when a phone call came in that Jon Favreau wanted to sit down with me, I, I almost had a heart attack. Oh, I... Man. It took me halfway through that meeting to realize that he was actually talking about me doing Bo-Katan. I I, I just, I I remember sitting across from him, total out of body experience. I remember sitting across from him and just thinking to myself, this is, what is he, is he? Oh, those are pictures of me on the wall. Why, why are there, what is happening? Oh, he's still talking. Wait, what is he talking about? What, what is going on? Like it
1: was, it
2: was crazy. Um, and I still, to this day, I'm still pinching myself. My mind is blown that not only did they have the thought to do this, but that they, they, they believed that I could. And then they, they ultimately let me. Did they,
0: did he offer you the role in the room?
2: I, uh, yeah, I think so. What did he say?
0: What, what was it? What, What was it? Okay. Was it a, Hey, so would you do this?
2: I think it was something like that. And like I said, I was so out of body. I really, I don't remember, um, but I, I do believe it was something along um, the lines of like, now is this something you would be interested in? Like, don't don't feel like you have to say yes, but is this something that you that interests you? Did you play
0: I, it cool? Did you try I, no, to play? No, of
2: course not. <laughs> good, I think good, I good. leaned over the table and I like touched my finger on the table and I was like, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> like, like of, of course I'll do this. Like I think I was so shocked.
0: Did he um, smile? Did he say, "All right, all right"?
2: Of course he did. Oh like, my he's, god! He's, he's such a warm. Oh
0: person. yeah, he's awesome. John's he's awesome.
2: Amazing, and he's such a phenomenal director, and he's oh, a yeah. fantastic actor. And he's, you know, one of the things that I loved love about working with him so much is he has this beautiful way of giving you direction that is motivating and exciting um even if it's a if it's a critique on what you did it doesn't come across as a critique it comes across as um hey that was amazing i'm so excited let's go over here because this is exciting too Um, and he just naturally does it. And it's, it's a beautiful, he's, he's so good at what he does.
0: I want to, I want to actually say thank you to John Favreau right now because mm-hmm. star Wars, you know, it's, a, you know, for me and and millions and millions of others, it's, it's, it's so close to home and it's just, it is home and it's, and then, yeah. so some of those new, the prequels and things like that, they didn't necessarily hit it. And I was, people were frustrated and this and that, and there's a lot of reasons and some were better than others, but when I watched The Mandalorian and expecting probably something similar, I was absolutely blown away to the point where I felt like a child again, watching yeah. the Jawas for the first time, watching yeah. these, these, it just was the practicals, the vision, extraordinary. If you haven't watched The Mandalorian, you are missing out. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, it doesn't matter. It's so well made, so well directed, produced, written, acted. And now Katie Sackoff is playing Bo-Katan and just a little history. First, before we get to the history of Bo-Katan, because I, I want to talk a little bit about that, but I wish there was a camera on your face when you walked out, you're, you're back to him, to Favreau, walking out to your car. Because I, what I do know about you is that you probably gotten in your car and probably teared up and got really excited and gave yourself some fist bumps and like, oh my God, I wanted to call Robin immediately and say, forget about the prenup, listen. This is the, the, this went so well. I think I might've got it. I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, but I think I did. I don't know. What would you do? I
2: think I still, at that moment, like I'm, I, I, I try to be really (laughs) self-aware a lot. And I think I remember thinking to myself, they could still see you. They could still see you. (laughs) They could still see you. They're filming (laughs) So Just drive away, (laughs) drive away. I like started the car and like, you know, I kept trying to put it in like drive and I hadn't even like, you know, turned the car on yet. And I kept trying to like. Like okay, and I just got far enough away where they couldn't see me, and I called Robin, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't even know! I don't know! I don't know!" And I kept going, "I don't know! I don't know! I don't know! I don't know!" Let's wait. Let's just no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, I would have put the Bee Gees on, blasting into that song, like "Here I Am," waiting for this moment tonight. No, not alone. <laughs> I mean. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's gonna come out and it's not gonna come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially, Ryan here slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synalytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried Qualia and the rest is history.
1: As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling.
0: I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside, neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R, neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off, and
1: use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase.
0: What I love is is the excitement. I love, I hate cool. I hate being cool. I'm not cool. I'm not I hate when people try to oh be I love you're always a person. You wear your uh, emotions on your whatever. You you just like I like seeing you excited. I like seeing a person excited about what they love and their dreams coming true and whatever happens with Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan an important part, but um, I just think it's, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad someone like you got it because you appreciate it so much.
2: You know, I had on my show, another life right now. I, <laughs> I am, um, I made a decision um, when I took this job that I would be positive every single day that I would come to work and I would be a leader that was optimistic all the time um because i've worked and i have been the opposite you know i've i've been the person that needed to be called out on set for my attitude um whoa
0: whoa really you yeah what kind of attitude? when when did this happen and, and what adjustments did you make
2: so you know the thing with me as you said i wear my heart on my sleeve um i when i'm in a bad mood i have a really hard time hiding it and i had it was the first season of longmire I'd come right off of Riddick and we were doing night shoots and I was exhausted. And I went straight into early morning days in freezing cold weather during Longmire in season one. And um, it was cold and I got sick. And, um, and Bailey Chase and I were, would drive to work together because we, would, we were always outside the limit which so we about 60 miles every morning. Oof. And I would complain. All the time about you know I I just felt like I was being underutilized on the show and I was disappointed and I didn't um I didn't want to go complain because God God forbid you go and actually have an adult conversation with someone I just wanted to bitch about it all the time um, and I was also not in a great spot in my life. I was in a relationship that lasted too long and and I should have I should have left. and I was just not a very happy person. and he called me out in front of the entire crew one day. and it was until this day, I you know he and I finally made up because it was not good for a while because I was so disappointed in the way that he did it. You know, my mind was, do it offset. Have this conversation with me offset. Don't do it in front of the crew. um but it taught me the one of the biggest lessons of my career. And I realized that I had a choice and I had to change my perspective and I needed to blow the F up. Um,
0: what did he say to you in front of the crew?
2: He screamed at me and said, be here, want to be here. I'm so tired of you, you know, and I don't really remember what he said, but it was, it was loud and it was, it was, um, and I always thought it was the wrong time in the wrong place. I was very angry that he did it that way, but it needed to happen. And it woke me up and it made me realize that, that the attitude I bring to set every day is the attitude that permeates the set mm. because for better or worse, I have the ability, I think, cause I'm so big and I'm loud and my voice carries like, that I have the ability to change the set. I can make it a positive place to be or a negative place to be. And I I was wrong. I was very wrong. And I had to learn that lesson. Yeah. And I learned two things. I learned I needed to stand up for myself. So I went in and I started talking to the producers about what I wanted the character to be. Um, But I also realized that I needed to be the person that people wanted to work with twice. I couldn't be the person that um, took it for granted. I was taking it for granted, and I needed to be called out, and he did it. And then, by the end of the the series, the producers all, you know, said they would work with me again. I I, I went. I did a complete 180, purposefully. But that, I yeah. taught myself how to to be happy and how to enjoy what I'm doing daily and to not focus on the things that are out of your control. Um, And that I have the ability to, to, to change the course of the day on set. I want it to be a good place or a bad place. I have that, I have that power. And um, for whatever reason, probably just because I'm one of the actors and, and so you're front and center you're in a bad mood it's very obvious and so I took that into another life and I I wanted to be that person that showed up every day worked harder than everybody else but was always positive and was always motivating and um and so the the younger actors on the show it's the one thing that they and I don't even remember why I brought this up Um, but it was, it's the one thing that they say to me all the time is that you're just always in such a good mood. And I tell them it's a choice. Every day you come to work, it's a choice. This is such a gift that we get to do this. And maybe it's because I'm 40 and I've been doing this since I was, you know, 14. And now I finally, I have that, that hindsight already. I realize how lucky I am because I've been doing it long enough to know it's, it's, a lot of people aren't that, that
0: lucky. Well, you know, what's crazy about this is this story is so it's personal and it's a, it's a journey, but I think it will help a lot of people. In fact, I was sitting there going, I should write this down. Wait a minute. I could just rewind it. <laughs> but then I thought it, this is a lesson in life. This isn't just you on set. It's great that it worked out for you. Cause I, I'm I'm sure that changing that whole perspective makes you feel healthier physically and mentally it, it changes the game when you can separate okay this is how i feel this is this being you know in a bad mood and by the way driving an hour to work and back and working 12 or 14 hours days i'd I flip myself i mean i'd be like fuck you fuck me you're all out of line but it but was a hard show it, it was, was. I, well i'm sure it was and you actually emailed me a long time ago would you consider being in this for a role or like one of the leads i think
2: oh, I did. you
0: did you go hey you know you'd be in yeah and i couldn't do it but it sounds like I, it was a good call because those hours were...
2: you know what <laughs> it was crazy it was crazy however if you watch longmire it's one of the reasons why people love it the cinematography
0: oh is- yeah it looks great
2: and the reason it looks great is you have to drive an hour to find it
0: yeah and you were a cop you had to wear that cop outfit anyway what i'm saying the 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 life lesson is no matter where you are out there you have a choice you could go work at mcdonald's i worked at mcdonald's you could work at mcdonald's and go fuck this fuck that i fucking hate their food people are dicks I you know I didn't get my counter button uh, you know I and, and you could do that and you, it's understandable you can say hey I know they're paying you shit you got to work for like blah, blah and it's a low paying job and but if you change your perspective I know it's difficult and it's coming from a different place because who am I to say but I've worked at these places if you go in with a good attitude the days just going to be better for you forget everything else if you're just going, you know, I, I'm not happy, but I'm not going to bring it here because this is going to be a longer, more painful, yeah. more just unhealthy day. And it's going to put yeah. more stress on my body. It is a choice that if you can yeah. go and say, Hey, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to steal some cheeseburgers before I leave. I'm going to yeah. the McRib's back, yeah. you know, uh, things are looking up. So, I mean, it yeah. is a choice and I I've been there. I have, I went through a stage where I was just like, not happy to be there. And people was like, you're right? I go, yep. Fine. I'm fine, man. Good to see you, man. Good morning. But, I, but they knew, where's Rosie? Rosie's always I doing know. stand-up comedy and making the guys laugh and showing his ass, which you can't do anymore. So, no. so all these things, and I look back, I wasn't mad at the crew. I never treated them mistreated. But I was mad at, you know, the studio for treating me like shit in negotiations and treating me like yeah. a nothing and not making me feel important. But I had nothing to do with anything on no. set. And I wasted so studio, much time. Yeah.
2: And the studio doesn't care. They don't the care. On a daily basis that are feeling that, you know, yeah. and it truly, it truly does matter. You know, it really yeah. does matter how we treat people at work. And I, I, um, and I learned that lesson and it was, it was not an easy lesson to learn. It was, no. it was hard. It's hard having somebody yell at you in front of an entire crew
0: when they're right uh i did that once i yelled at someone and i was right
2: yeah and
0: i and i hated to do it i hated it katie i fucking i didn't want to do it it was one of these things many years ago yeah. where i was in my trailer and the guy the uh, first ad or second AD, third AD, whatever came up to me and said hey rosie we need you get on set i'm like awesome walked right out went on set and we're there and the whole crew and the cast is there and they're sitting down and i walked in i go Hey, you guys having a party without me? And one of the actors says, no, we're actually waiting for you because you're late. And we're, you know, and that was his sort of thing. And I go, what? And then the director's like, hey, Rosie, let's just let's just do this. I go, no, no, no. Hang on first. And the the person kept going on. And I go, "Uh, well, first of all, no, no, no. I got to let this out. I can't because I'm not now I'm in a bad mood. I can't I can't just sit down and be a puppet and do this because it's not how I operate. I want to get this out. First of all, you're wrong. I'm always on set before everybody else. I always know my shit. I was in my trailer. And how long did it take, John, when you came to my trailer and asked me? Okay, 30 seconds. So either some there's miscommunication, but for you to lash out at me is fucking rude, and mm. you owe me an apology. And I was pissed. and yeah. it, And the person just looked at me with these eyes like, and couldn't say anything. And I go, okay, I got it. I got it out. Let's, let's make funny. Yeah. And then about an hour later, the person came to my trailer and we talked about, it. I go, Hey, listen, man, it just, I'm sorry for you. I shouldn't have snapped at you, but you snapped at me and I should have just taken the higher road. And and, and we were, we were fine and it needed to happen though. I mean, you know, but look, we didn't Christian bail people, you know, we didn't fucking, you know, Tom Cruise, everybody, (laughs) but look, um but look we, we learned our lesson and we're growing and that's all we can do as humans is try to fucking grow you know we're, i'm not perfect i i'm an idiot i just like you know i'm gonna make a mistake and say hey rosie it's all right don't do it again all right you know what i mean
2: absolutely but and that's the thing to admit you're wrong is huge most people can't admit they're wrong Like it is, it has become a game, not a game, but like a prideful thing with me when somebody calls me on something or somebody says something, I go, Oh my God, thank you so much. You're right. I'm wrong. It's, it is what it is. You know, Robin did it last night, just about every time I say, do you like this? And he says, no, I get really upset. And he's like, "Babe, you, you know, and he very (laughs) respectfully said, you're teaching me to not tell you what I think. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Oh. You're right. And I'm so sorry that l- I need to work on that. Let me work on that. But thank you for telling me that.
0: Mm, that's good. Because
2: you know, we're not perfect. we all make mistakes. No, but it is what it is. And so everything is a gift. This is a huge gift. My, my mind is blown that I'm an action figure, like all of oh. that. Right. Will you it's sign me funny. one
0: and send me one? They're sold out. <laughs> well, when they when they get them back, I'll pay for it. If I send it to you, will you sign it and send it back? Absolutely. Awesome. And also get the uh, Mandalorian, the main Mandalorian autograph, please. Um, you know, I know you said it was the hardest secret. I saw some interviews. We don't have to get that. It was a big secret you had to keep for a long time. I know your dad's a big Star Wars fan. He wanted to blurt it out. And that's a beautiful thing when you guys you guys share Star Wars together. And and you're uh, he's living vicariously through you. I really love that. I love that. I, I wish, you know. It would have been nice if my dad was a big Superman fan and loved the comics. And then all of a sudden I became Lex Luthor and he was like, oh, my gosh, that wasn't the case. But let me ask you real quick about Bo-Katan. Now, in the Clone Wars, your sister was uh, the queen of Mandalorian. Yeah. And she in the Clone Wars, which are amazing and everybody should watch. But uh, big shout out to Ethan and Kent and the star Wars crew and Joe Spina. I uh, love you guys. Uh, thank you, Ethan for, before you going to work on jeopardy, you talked to me a, a little bit about this uh, and articulated it in a way that I can understand. Um, but she was sort of had a relationship with Obi-Wan Kenobi sort of backstory. So now you're thrusted in this sort of thing. And she was murdered, right? She was killed. So
2: animal, yeah. by who? Ball.
0: Right. Darth Maul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right and so you what's the story in a nutshell of the the saber the the saber where does that come from the mandalorian this are you not allowed to talk about that
2: no i can talk about it it's it's i you know i'm always so scared i'm gonna screw up so i have to think
0: all right think for a second
2: Um, these are questions that sometimes i'll be like robin
0: (laughs) right well get get robin get robin in the room (laughs) robin robin come here
2: I know this, but I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, reminder. yeah baby. Um, well, no, let me be- see,
0: Robin.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, Michael.
0: Hey, well, you don't trust Katie? You got to wear a mask?
1: <laughs> no, it's all the other guys in here. I got, and this is just covering my dirty. <laughs> dirty oh, beard. look how cute you are! Holy I shit, know. he's adorable. I haven't told, told Katie. I don't think Katie knows this, but I'm a huge fan of yours. So what? though, man, I was, you're the best character on that show. Well,
0: and, uh, well you just made my day. Man. You did. And you know what? If she sends me a Mandalorian character of Bo-Katan, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a Lex Luthor doll.
1: I yeah. love it. I Make, love well,
0: we'll do some trading. Hey, let me ask you. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't want to get in trouble. And by the way, if you say something. No. Go she ahead. She does
1: know. She
2: just. She, I, she, do. She, I, she, I she, do. I second guess myself. So the the Darksaber was created by the Jedi. By the first Mandalorian. By the first Jedi. Mandalorian Jedi. Yes. And it is, it is basically the ruler of Mandalore has the dark saber. That is sort of the, it's like the crown. It's their staff.
0: And you don't know where to get, where it is now. That's what you're looking for.
2: She loses it all the time. <laughs> every, every time we are with Bo-Katan, she's lost the dark, she's trying to find the dark saber. Right. Um, yeah. So, because there's only ever been one Mandalorian Jedi. That's
1: as far as I know.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Hey, awesome. Robin, real quick before you go. Uh, what was your favorite episode?
1: Well, I- <laughs> Smallville. Smallville. It's been so long. I had the whole, you know, back in time. I had the whole box DVD set. My brother and I both had the whole DVD set. Watched every episode back when I was, I don't know, when was that? When I was fifteen, probably. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I would have been, been about twenty-five.
0: You know,
2: that's about right when it was on.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is some people I'm sure listening that are fans of yours and not fans of mine are go, oh, so self indulgent. He's talking about himself. I'm like, shut up.
1: This is a moment. Robin made me happy. As you should, man. When your character died, it was the show just wasn't the same. Robin,
0: Lex Luthor never dies. He never will die. Yeah. and well, who knows? I
1: heard you guys talking about the new Lex Luthor. No one's, no one's done it quite the same, man. Yeah, for me, you're like the Lex Luthor. It's like James Bond's. You're, you're my uh, my Lex Luthor. I, I love you. Try I try not to nerd out. I already nerd out enough with her on Star Wars. I don't need to give her any more. Well, I
0: love you, buddy. You're, you're a mensch, and I, I wish you guys the best. And it's going to be amazing.
2: I thank joked you. with um, Dave Filoni. Thank you, honey. Yeah. I joked with Dave Filoni the other day that between Robin and him, I'm my nerd cred is getting better because my knowledge of Star Wars between the two of them just constantly is. You know, I was a fan of 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 this world. Um, but I definitely needed to sit down and understand it completely. Sure. It's, it's um you ha- it's a huge, vast world, and um um I wanted to respect it, and and because the fans are so loyal, and the story is so beautiful. So, um, it, things I didn't know, w- he helped fill in the blanks.
0: I'm weird like that. Like I I'll do some work, but I also like to get to set, and it, it, sort of if you inadvertently. Like if you if you don't know what's going on, mm. you almost create an ambiguity to the, your character that you're like, wow, he really se- feels like he doesn't know. Like there's sort of like this. It, you, it's almost like you're doing a different character. If you know too much, you're thinking too much. Because sometimes on set they would say things like, um, "Well, that's the Fortress of Solitude." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it well, sounds cool." It's what's like, that? Oh
2: my god, that's amazing! It is.
0: Oh wow, Fortress of Solitude <laughs> yeah. is that is something you guys came up for this episode? Uh, oh no asshole. Okay. All right, so Zod, huh? Zod, Who's this guy? Where is he from? He's like, uh, well, you're playing him. It's an alter. It, you know, it's just like so it's just no,
2: like I used to do the same thing. I used to be like if I, if my character wouldn't know it, I don't want to know exactly. it. Exactly. I, I think it was like a part of me that didn't want to work hard enough
0: <laughs> yeah of course it is I don't it's, it's I mean, fun I don't want to read the whole script <laughs> yeah and if it works keep working um no for
2: now it's crazy now I you know and, and Dave said to me the other day he said you know your knowledge helps me write your character because it it I know you're going to come to set and you're going to know what to do and I was like on set like talking to like John and Dave and I was like no she wouldn't do this because she knows this person and she knows that person and and they were like oh my god
0: wow (laughs) do you have do you have Jedi sheets
2: I had Star Wars sheets when I was a kid my brother and I had bunk beds with Star Wars sheets and I wish I still had those sheets because I saw a girl at a convention years ago that had a dress made out of the old sheets. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
0: It was so neat. I have a like a 36 year old uh Empire Strikes Backs pillowcase.
2: Do you? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I have our Burton Ernie pillowcases still. I have those.
0: Yeah, that'd be weird though if you're getting intimate and you're like, see, burnt and Ernie. I can understand like Star Wars. That's kind of like, <laughs> all right, I, I could, I could, I could have sex to C-3PO. I don't give a shit.
2: Just a big, like, yeah. <laughs> big bird. But if I were, <laughs> like, put it in our child's bedroom <laughs> someday.
0: Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. Uh, All right, this is called Shit Talking with uh, Katie Sackoff. These are rapid fire. If you want, if you feel like talking a little more about them, it's fine. These are from my patrons who are wonderful. They get to ask questions. Danny, fantastic guest. Was it hard to get into the headspace of your Oculus character? It was such a demanding role. I interviewed Mike Flanagan. I've interviewed Karen Gillan. I love them both. Um, And that was a fan. You were fantastic in that. You were so effed up. Was it hard to get in that headspace?
2: No. You know, I... I thoroughly enjoy um, bringing as much physicality to my characters as possible. It's one of the things that I really enjoy. Um, So when Mike and I were trying to figure out how this woman would move when she was possessed, I wanted her to move like an animal and like really like, you know, like as she's crawling and like just, and try and like tweak my body in weird ways and almost have it look like she's doing parkour off the walls and things. And he was like, if you could pull it off, go for it. And I was like, what an amazing director to be like, I don't Uh, have fun. Let's see if you can do it.
0: Nobody better. I, I I think that guy is a super talent. And boy, is he a humble, humble man.
2: He's a genius. Yeah. Uh, He, um, I remember though, when we were doing, I had to strangle my children. And at the time they were like 12 years old. And when I got the offer for the movie, it was written as like a seven and an eight-year-old. And I remember talking to Flanagan and being like, I can't strangle an eight-year-old. I, I don't know if I can... <laughs> I don't know if I'll... We'll- <laughs> that.
1: like, That's like, amazing.
2: I just, my mind was like, I don't know. Because an eight-year-old, there is a very big difference between a 12-year-old child actor and an eight-year-old actor. And I was like, I don't know if I can strangle an <laughs> eight-year-old actor. Like, how do they... How do they'll be traumatized for the rest of their life. Yeah, get the
0: girl who played Orphan, the girl in the orphan who's supposed to be older but really playing younger. Yeah. Then I could strangle the yeah. shit out of her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead they so they they hired this girl, um, Annalise Bassett, who's actually in that new um train show. It's the one with uh um oh my god, what's it called? The the frozen world train thing where it moves across. It's I on we just watched it. I don't we know. We piercer. Shot, say, Snow-
1: Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer.
0: <laughs> Snowpiercer. The movie. There's a show yeah, called Snowpiercer. Know. Right, right, right. Yeah, the yeah, the movie.
2: yeah, it's um, she, it's actually great. We, I, I just watched it, but and they shot in the same lot as Another Life. But Annalise Basso, um, is in that show, and she was 13 at the time that she played my daughter, and we had a safe word, and the word was banana. So if I was strangling her too hard, she had to say banana. <sighs> And this girl, I barely had my hands at her throat Banana. and she had turned her face such a bright red that it looked, she's literally a tomato. And they called cut because they thought that she couldn't get out the safe for And I was like, you guys, I'm not even doing this. <laughs> she's like, she's turned her whole face bright red and they thought I was killing this child. Oh my God.
0: Like, I thought you were going to say that she was just really sensitive and choking to the touch. Could you imagine <laughs> like, she's like, but they oh. ramsey, but ramsey. Oh my god. jesus dave p is there a dream role of yours in any existing franchise tv film and in uh or out of sci-fi
2: oh my god you know i get asked this question all the time i bet you do
0: alien it, wouldn't you
2: my I, I mean if if they could of course i mean i grew up idolizing sigourney weaver oh yeah um I, I, every role she's ever done, every character she's ever played, I just, I, there was something about Ripley that was so strong and capable, but so vulnerable and fragile. And I, I sort of modeled the strong characters that I play, or just learned how to play strong characters by watching her And that, you know, so many times when women play a strong character, they, they play them very masculine and they take away a lot of the feminine qualities that make women special. And I think that, that vulnerability is such a key part of the the strength that these women possess because the strength and the vulnerability are almost a yin and a yang. It's one exists because of the other. Um, And, and that is what Sigourney Weaver did so well. Um, and Beautifully I, yeah, said. I just, that was well. really
0: well said. I gotta tell you that. I mean, that really just,
2: mm.
0: because you know, it's very hard. There's a very thin line. If you know, you're going to play it masculine, you're going to lose some of your audience maybe because they're like, yeah, but I said, I don't really care about her as much. So if you bring yeah. both the, the strength and the weakness kind of together, I think that would not even female characters, I think in any character, except if you're playing like a serial killer or something for the most part. But even if you want to like somebody, you have to bring a little bit of vulnerability in. you have to bring something that makes the audience. So it's not just one dimensional, right? Yeah.
2: Because the vulnerability is the relatability. That's the thing that everybody goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, cause we all have that.
0: Steph a Katie. I loved you ever since Battlestar Galactica. Is there anyone in particular you miss from the Battlestar Galactica days, or do you still keep in contact with everyone?
2: Oh my gosh. You know, I would say that we really do. Everyone keeps in touch. Um, um, either, you know, as a big group or, or, you know, um, personally like with each other, like Trisha and I, you know, are oh, really yeah. good
0: Edward James,
2: Eddie James, I see him all the time. We were just texting the other day. Like I see Mary all the time. Um, uh, well, not now, obviously with COVID, but um, um, I just saw Kate Vernon love, um, but no, I, so I don't know, Ron Moore, probably Ron Moore. He's like the one person that I don't see enough. And, and I have been saying to him for years that we've, we've got to find something else to do together because I would love to work, with. he's such a genius. And I've been watching Outlander the first couple of seasons. And I was like, this is like, this is like softcore core porn.
0: Ooh, like, can you put this, that on my TiVo? Is. You should watch the, first,
2: the first season about the first two seasons i was always like oh my god and then robin would leave town he's like are you watching outlander and i was like what
0: <laughs> um jennifer s loved you in longmire did you feel that the 60 minute drives were no she didn't say that did you Did
2: you? <laughs> did you contributed did you to feel- your downfall <laughs> but-
0: when he when you got lashed at Did you, no, did you feel it ended well, Longmire, or did you wish it would have gone for another season or two?
2: You know, um, I find that this is the case with myself a lot of the times, um, where I have been blessed to be on two series now that have gone for six or seven seasons or whatever. Um, And I find that you always need a break. You know, as an actor, we want to bring as many of these characters characters to life as possible. And I think that one of the drawbacks of doing a series is that you do – you do, you become married to this one character for quite a long period of time, if you're lucky enough. Um, but one of the drawbacks is that you're ready to sort of put it to bed when it ends, you know, and and I know on Battlestar Galactica and Longmire, I was done. I was ready to be done. Um, but within a year, I was like, I'd love to go back you know? And I don't want to go back to Battlestar Galactica. Um, I couldn't play Starbuck anymore. I don't have that youthful angst and that insecurity that um, she had that were required for that character.
0: You're an actor, Katie. You could get it back.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I you never know. Um, but Vic, Vic was the closest I've ever played to myself. And I I learned so much on that, sh- that show and I was proud of myself, not only for the growth of, of my acting ability on the show, but the growth of me personally through, during that time. And those people um, were instrumental in helping me mold the person that I am now. And when we left Longmire, we actually thought we were gonna do movies. Um, so we just sort of went, all right, cool, we'll, we'll be back. And it just didn't work out. Um, but we all see each other once a year. We we go to Longmire Days in Wyoming. It's like a big, huge um, sci-fi convention, but for Longmire.
0: Really? Uh, just for Longmire? It,
2: oh my God. It is insane. It's wow. Kind of 10,000 10, people descend on Buffalo, Wyoming. 10,000 people. It's insane Holy! and we go and they put us up at this ranch and we don't get paid for it but they it's put fun. us up at the ranch and they pay for our trip out there and we hang out with the fans we go to dances in the square we sign autographs we go horseback riding and skeet shooting and hiking and it is so much fun and and robert flies over from australia with his whole family and everyone brings their whole families there
0: can i be part and of your finally- family can I? You should come <laughs> when, should when the COVID's over. Can you just bring me?
2: It's so much fun. And they're like, um, "Well, who's
0: this guy?" Like, well, I, I emailed them about a potential role, but he, <laughs>
2: it's like, this is family. What are you about? <laughs> this is family. <laughs> Anyone you've known for twenty years, yeah. it's family, and I think we're almost there. So.
0: I, I feel like you know, I, I have such ADD that I do a pilot for something. like, "That was great. Moving on. Let's go. Right? One season. Yeah, let's move on. Let's do." I'm just like I feel like okay I've done this it's very hard for me to continue and continue and continue it's just but now that they have those eight to ten episodes a year it's more doable manageable you could do other things I just doing the same thing for eight to ten months a year anything like I need a break from podcast you do two podcasts in a week you don't do it for a week you know you do anything I think people get tired of everything that the monotony builds in, but uh, I mean,
2: twenty two episodes is hard oh that and was I, brutal, I, yeah. I have said this, and um I still stand by this that I would never do twenty two episodes again
0: never, just, never would do it. I could do it I uh, couldn't do it no
2: I, it would, no could. I, I couldn't do it no, that would kill <laughs> us kill us, <laughs> which, I'm
0: too old. Beth B yeah. love the appearances on Big Bang Theory. Do you find it more fun to play in comedy or drama setting?
2: um I actually love doing comedy um I love it more. I don't get the opportunity. Um, I think I've done, I've done it twice. Um, and it's, it's just not something that people think of me for, you know, I'm the person that they're like, we need someone to punch someone in the face. Let's call Katie. Um, yeah. but it's not, yeah, it's just, um, it's one of the reasons why I started the YouTube channel with, with Robin and I started that like two years ago now. What's it it's called? Just, it's, a, it's just my name. Um, it's just Katie's, it's just, we're very creative. Go on YouTube, here.
0: look up Katie Sackoff. check her shit out, please.
2: Um, but we did it because I, I wanted to be lighthearted and fun and joke around and be my dorky, stupid self, which is crazy. And so we knew that I probably wouldn't get the opportunity. So we created the YouTube channel.
0: You know what I'll say? I'll say that, um, as much as I love comedy and I find it easier, it's, to me, it's more of a pain in the ass that I've done both. Yeah. As when, when I do something serious, they're done in two takes. We're moving yeah. on. In comedy, they want, oh, oh, can you hit this line? All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not funny anymore. You've done 10 takes on my close-up. Now you're doing 10 takes on her 10. T-. It's like we get trying to find something. Either write better shit and let me, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't read. The, it, was, it just takes way. I thought it would be so quick. Let's just yeah. do a setup and let, you know, let it play. And we'll do a wide and a little pop poppity pop and go have lunch. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, this is exhausting. This isn't fun. Right? Comedy's fun. Dra- <laughs> drama's easier for me, I think. Drama
2: it's, is, drama's a lot easier. A lot easier. And when you said that, I literally just remembered. And I don't know how. And we talked about this the last time I was on your podcast. Um, that the first time I ever booked was your show. <laughs> and I totally forgot that until yeah. this moment i forgot what year was that 1998
0: on zoe duncan jack and jane yeah
2: we we had to make out it's Selma. we had to make out
0: yeah we talked about that you'll have to listen to the first podcast but what's great about this you could see katie if you're listening make sure you subscribe on the youtube channel not only to katie but to my podcast and you could watch this video and ryan's here and he edits them and he's fantastic but that's right we did with selma blair who i just interviewed and david moscow and uh azura sky and it was a fun little show it didn't last long but we had fun it was definitely fun and i was an idiot and i was young and who knows last question i was
2: an idiot too i think i dated david moscow for like a day
0: real (laughs) after the show how did he get your number (laughs) where did this come from
2: i think i did
0: i did what happened to me (laughs) Robin? Okay, Rosie, which set did you have fun on the most? Battlestar 24 or Mandalorian? I know what she's gonna say. Oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe definitely,
2: not. definitely Mandalorian.
0: Yes, come definitely, on. Definitely,
2: definitely, definitely, definitely. First, I mean, and, and if we're just talking about like take the subject matter out of it, um, take the the show out of it completely, and just what show I had the most fun on, it would still be the Mandalorian. I I had so much fun working um, with Mercedes who plays, uh, who's Sasha Banks, the the wrestler. Um, and, um, she plays Koska and we had such a great time together, getting to know each other. Talk about hard workers. Like that girl would, she would go fight Friday nights for WWE, take off her blue, like her blue hair would be woven in. She'd take that off, get on a plane, fly overnight, Get her koska hair sewn in. Um, when she got to the hotel, she would come to work, she would work for like three days, and then she would get on a plane and fly back for another fight that weekend. I mean, it was crazy.
1: Oh,
0: but
2: off, but off.
0: Well, this has been an absolute treat. Did you have fun?
2: I did, of course. I felt so bad, you know, when we did our talk about learning lessons, right. When we did our podcast last time, I remember texting you and being like, "I am so worried." After I listened to it, we had such a great talk, but my my language was so bad, and I swore left, right, center the entire time.
0: I don't and remember that.
2: Back, I realized I was like, "I need to stop this. This is really insane." I do this all. I swear so much. Um, And it made me sort of pull back on my cussing because it it got out of control there for a second.
0: So hang on. So that incident on Longmire made you a better person. And then me, you swearing on my podcast made you a less, a better. Yeah. non swearer
2: like, you know, (laughs) it's all about growth here.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, listen, what's what's your handle on Instagram so people can follow you?
2: At the real Katie Sackoff.
0: K A T I E S A C K O F F. Shit. K A T E E S A C K O F F.
2: H O F F.
0: K A T E E S A C. K H O F. I'm not a great speller.
2: It's okay. It's got my name is spelled weird and I've got a silent H in
0: it. It's like, it's okay. Well, it'll be fine. But listen, I love you. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you again. Thank you for not cursing, although I don't care. But I'm glad I could help and uh, keep kicking ass.
2: Thank you. It all was right. so good to see you. Stay safe and sane and all of it. Well, I'll stay safe day. I know sanity it's, <laughs> it's already it's already gone. I'm drunk from I mean as soon as it hits 4:45 I'm like close enough.
0: <laughs> yeah hey and email me your address and I'll
2: send him something.
0: You oh, he can't really hear
2: me. Yeah, do it seriously. I had no idea, Rosie. I had no idea. Wow, well, I love that. Well, I love that he has the confidence as well. I love to that. be like obsessed.
0: I would do that too if I saw somebody that I, I didn't care if anybody knew him or whatever. I'm like yeah. that. I would go, "Oh my god, you were the 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 pilot in Dawn of the Dead, and you died, and your zombie was so cool." I know Yeah. Anyway, I love it. All right. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. All right. You're the best. Yeah,
2: right yeah he's amazing. <laughs> All right. It's over you. So thank you. Yeah, you
0: got it. It was awesome. Bye. Bye. See you wouldn't want to be you. <laughs> you know, now that I saw the show, I wish that I would have interviewed her after I'd seen it because I cried in the finale. I was like,
1: oh my <laughs> God. It's like,
0: so amazing. And she's so good. And uh yeah. So uh again, everybody who's listening who loved Katie Sackoff on the podcast, if you came for Katie, please subscribe and, and give us a chance and, and listen to the podcast um and writer review thank you to westwood one thank you to ryan my engineer and editor couldn't do it without him or bryce or my dog in the background barking i couldn't do it without her Irv's getting um he's getting old as we know my my dog and uh you know it's it's getting sad i think i'm getting uh you know they say when you're taking care of a sick one Mm -hmm. that you go through depression you go through a lot of stress and i i feel that i feel Mm -hmm. like you know i'll give him anything in the world but like you know there comes a time where I hate that when that day comes, but i will have to say, Hey man, you've had enough buddy. And uh, I think he'll give me that look like, dude, I'm fucked. I'm done. I'm done. I've had a good life. Let me go. Let me go to a dogs, the dog heaven. And, uh, if anybody's going to heaven, it's dogs. If you ask me animals, oh, sure. animals are the, you know, they're the front of the bus with heaven. God's like, what are you? I'm a human. Mm, sorry. No. Mm-mm. Fido's in front of you. <laughs> Mother freaker uh thank you again everybody thanks to my dear patrons who you don't realize but you make this show possible more than you can imagine i sent a bunch of merch if it didn't get to you or if it's really taped badly i'm sorry uh write to hello at inside of you podcast and um i'll do what i can um i hope you like the boxes i'm giving you stuff new merch is coming out on the inside of you online store uh we're doing a white out so i'm getting white tumblers white mugs and white shirts Okay i just thought it'd be cool so uh that will be happening soon once they arrive and uh but thank you patrons in fact why don't i i read all my lovely patrons right now and i know uh ryan can do it but today we'll (laughs) we'll, we'll not do it but i need a break he needs a break nancy d haven't gotten the pillows yet that's not my fault or your fault i don't know what happened uh leah s hi Stubbs, trisha f sarah v little lisa yuki go jill e brian h lauren g nico p robin s jerry w emily f robert b jason w Stephen j Kristen k amelia o allison l jess j lucas m raj c joshua d emily s cjp samantha m jennifer n jackie p i miss saying humza uh-huh. Stacy L, Carly H, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tabitha 272, not to be confused with. Tabitha 273. Ashley K, Kimberly E, Crystal H, Mike E, Marissa N, Don's Supremo. Eldon Supremo. That's fun. Ladies and gentlemen, El Don Supremo. Jackass. <laughs> Ramira, Beth B, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leon P, Roshan. Roshan. Or it's Roshan. Roshan?
1: Roshan.
0: Roshan. We talked. We had a Zoom. It was beautiful. Cameo Zoom. Ray A, Maya P, Maddie S, Tiffany I, Kendrick F, Ashley E, Shannon D, Matt W, Belinda N, Kevin V, James R, Chris H, Anusha W, Ayboard H, Amy C, Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man Shay, Sheila G, Ray H, Alyssa C, Tabitha T, uh we got Misha H. We got a lot of newbies here. Sweet. Deb A, Tom N, Natalie 622, not to be confused with Natalie 623. Suzanne B, Henry S, Katie F Liliana A. Hi, Liliana. We just did a zoom with you two and your kiddos. Michelle King, what's up? Marcus, he's the coolest. Marcus. Marcus, he's cool. <laughs> Hannah B, Michael S, Talia M, Luke H John S. Andrew T. Christy S. Claire M. Liz J. Laura L. Chad B. Rachel E. and Nathan E. What a lovely bunch of people! Thank you, uh, patrons. I'm doing my Q and A um, that a lot of you sent questions in. Um, join Patreon if you haven't joined Patreon. Uh, it's a wonderful thing, and it's a family. And uh, some people get merch boxes and letters written uh, by me, and uh, others get to ask questions on the on the podcast, shit talking questions to the guests and Lots of other stuff. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, as always, and watching. And um, I love doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it as long as you guys want me to do it. So uh, from Ryan and myself mm-hmm. here in the canyons. Yeah. Why don't we close out with a little Summertime Neighbor? Okay. Here we go. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. So this is the, uh, the song that I'm doing the video for. We'll just listen to a little bit. It's got a good beat to it, doesn't it? Good yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah. Feels like summertime. Yeah, kind of like a little John Cougar. Anyway, thank you guys. Ryan, give it a wave. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. Until next time, thank you.